Welcome to another episode of Open Stripe Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank y'all for joining me today, man. I definitely appreciate y'all tapping in. Uh, there's a lot going on in the NFL, NBA, MLB, WNBA Sports World. Uh, again, like I said in my last episode, last episode, our thoughts and prayers are out with Brittany Griner. Um, she still is locked up in Russia, unfortunately. Um, hopefully, we get some better news coming from that situation where she can come back to us soon and get back in America where she's safe and sound. Um, and shout out to the, to one of the goats. Um, some people may call her the goat. She's not my goat, but she is definitely one of the greats of all time. Sue Bird. She announced her retirement uh, recently, and uh, Sue Bird is definitely one of the goats of WNBA. To some people, she may be the goat. Uh, for me. My goal is uh, Candace Parker and Maya Moore. So I know some people hate that. They think Diane Taurasi is the number one of all time. But for me, it's not, um, Maya Moore and Candace Parker is definitely my, my two favorite all time. Like, they're my personal goats. Not saying they're that undisputed goats, but they are my personal goats. Uh, but, yeah, enough of that talk, man. Well, not enough of that talk because we don't do enough WNBA talk. So shout out to the WNBA and everything they're doing, man. A lot, of, a lot, of, a lot of great talent in there. Me and, me and my man Faze definitely gonna have to run the episode of the WNBA, especially now that they announced the All Star team. And once they get, once they get closer to the playoffs, we definitely have to run that episode up. Uh, without further ado, let me introduce my guest. Today we have my man Faze is back. It's been a while since Faze has been on the episode. He is back with us again. Faze, how you doing? I'm good. Good to be back. It has been a while. I don't think I should be taking this big of a span of like breaks for episodes. I'll I'll try to be a little more frequent to the viewers yeah, man. or listeners. Yeah, man. Keeping my ass for you, and you've been running. Yeah. <laughs> no, people like to ask about me because I give hot takes about Trey Young all the time. That's why they want to yeah, hear more of yeah. that. Every time you give them, you're wrong. So <laughs> they definitely want to hold you accountable for your wrong. We want to talk about the last Miami series. Uh, I don't think I was too wrong there. All right, man. Also, we got two guests this time. My man Lawrence. Lawrence is um joining us again. It's been a minute since Lawrence been on too, man. So shout out to Lawrence for joining us. And it's been a minute since I think all three of us only did the episode once together. So it's great to have the uh, good one too. Yeah, it was it was a good episode, really good episode. Uh, so great to have Lawrence back too, man. Law, how you doing, man? Good, good. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Great, 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 great. So without further, let me just jump into the topic because it's a lot going on in the NBA. Like I said, it's a lot going on in sports world. Period. But we used to. We just gonna tackle the NBA today. So today we're gonna to talk about the NBA draft. Yes, the NBA draft. I know it literally just happened, but we are on the scene already and ready to talk about it. So um, if you know me, you know I've been following the draft since uh, like like directly since 07. Um, I kind of fell off in about 2017, 2018. I kind of fell off, um, but I'm definitely still a fan of the NBA draft, and I definitely pay attention to it as much as I can. And FaZe is one person I've been talking about the NBA draft up with since 07. So it's only fitting that we FaZe join us today and so we can reflect on what's going on in the first round. And my man Lawrence is somebody that's been talking about the NBA draft, keeping me up to date. On the NBA draft since I fell by the wayside since 2017, 2018. So, uh, phase just early reactions to the NBA draft that literally just happened today. Let me timestamp this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Today is June the 23rd, and it is 11 o'clock Central Time. So, I mean, we're recording this episode directly after the draft. So, phase man, 
actually stuck around is still going as we speak. We want to want to get this content out. To you yeah. Guys so the draft is possible. to say they got a, they, they like midway through the second round. They still got a decent amount of picks left. So, but we just want to go ahead and get it out like Faze says as soon as possible. So Faze, early reaction to the NBA draft so far. Okay. So for all the listeners out there, Matt and I had a, a little like side, not like really a bet, but like a little like competition today, and we both made mock lottery picks actually I, I haven't looked over to see who actually got more right but i projected jabari smith to be number one and um matt projected chet uh to uh be number one and we both ended up being wrong so i think my first initial early reaction was van carroll going first was kind of a surprise because i thought he was about to be a rocket and actually matt and i had a lot of discussions about that over like the last few weeks about him being a rocket so it's actually kind of surprising that. And then the second big thing, which may not be a major surprise due to all the like reports coming out, but the Kings passing up on Jaden Ivey and going for Key Murray at, at, at number four instead. But there were reports saying that Ivey didn't really want to play for Sacramento. And I think that works out really well because Detroit just created a crazy good backcourt for the future. So my those two kind of surprised me. Actually, uh, you know, Matt, since this, 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 all listeners, this is live reaction. Uh, Woe just tweeted out that the Cavaliers are targeting Isaiah Mobley for a 49th pick in the draft. So keeping the Mobley brothers in, uh, in Cavs uniforms, like I predicted, was going to happen. If you remember, I, I, I was saying that we're going to get Isaiah. So once that becomes official, I think that will be good. Okay, I, I definitely, we, okay, so. Let's rewind. Let's let let's uh let's unpack some of the things you said. We definitely decided to do like our own mock draft, and I definitely picked Chad going first. Um, let me get my reason why I thought Chad was going first is because um, of course he had all his reasons why people didn't think he deserved to go first. His weight, his size, his 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 strength, and things like that. Uh, but. I thought they was going to take him mainly because him and Jalen Suggs were former teammates in high school. They had a they had a bit of chemistry among each other, so I thought they wanted to kind of rekindle that that uh, that chemistry and get it going on Lando Magic. But obviously, they decided to go the opposite way and go with uh, the big man out of Duke, Lawrence' favorite player in the draft. And um, <laughs> but uh, uh, but. Um, I'm not upset with, with, with the pick they made. Um, like like Faze just broke it down. I'm not upset with it. But before I really break it down, I want Lawrence to go ahead and give his two cents. And like, what are, what are your early reactions of the draft so far? I mean, you don't have to you don't have to really name winners or losers, but based on what you thought was going to happen going into the draft and what actually happened, what kind of surprised you and what kind of like made you kind of lift your eyebrow and be like, mm, that's a nice fit there. Uh, wow, what what was that team thinking? Uh, well, first, I want to say that Paulo's not my favorite player in the draft. Uh, just let me get that out of the way. No, no dude player is my favorite. Um, I would say, like, a uh, wow moment. My first wow moment was Golden State at the end of the first, taking Patrick Baldwin Jr. Um, because honestly, me, I thought he could have gone way earlier. It's just that this season he was hurt a lot and he never really caught his stride. So, but if you look at the rankings from at high school, he was ranked higher than Jack. He's ranked higher than the top three picks. He he's a baller. He only went to Milwaukee because his dad was the coach at Milwaukee. So that's why he went to Milwaukee. However, 
I thought that's a complete steal for Golden State, who's just coming off a championship, getting a, a value player like that. Um, also, my first, uh, my real moment that I kind of predicted on, on my podcast last list was Johnny Davis going to Washington. I feel like that's like a match made in heaven. Um, whether Bradley Beal stays or if he leaves, like if he leaves, you have you can plug Johnny in from day one, and if uh, Brad comes back. Like, what better shooting guard to learn from than Bradley Beal? So I feel like Johnny Davis comes out like the biggest winner tonight out of everybody. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't say he's the biggest winner because we, we got some talent over there in the H. Now, I, go, I, I was going to wait until both of y'all finished to talk about it, man. But obviously, my biggest winner of the night was the Houston Rockets, man. We got who a lot of people thought was the best player in the draft. At number three, Jabari Smith. Uh, I'm not sure where Faze had him ranked. Lawrence, I'm not sure where you had him ranked. Um, but uh, a lot of a lot of boys had him going first overall to um, the Orlando Magic's, but he fell down to us. And um, I feel like it's the perfect fit. I, f- I feel like it's the perfect fit. Um, I was kind of surprised. Like Faze, what is your thoughts about? the OKC Thunder not taking him and going with Chad. Like, were you surprised at that, or do you think that's a better fit for for them? I kind of think that the reason that they did that was I don't think that they thought that was even going to be an option. So they did more of their homework and planning around what's going to come. And then I think it kind of leads to, like, maybe what their plans were. Like, they weren't done. They drafted – they got – they had three lottery picks after trades and everything. Well, they got one via trade. Uh, draft night trade, but they have three lottery picks. So I feel like their mind was made up, like, okay, we can work with this. This kid has talent. Like, he could be a lot of potential. I think we're going to work with this anyway. So I think no matter what, in their mind, I think their target was Chet and they got who they wanted for their um, pick. I don't think that really comes as a surprise. I think, I mean, I didn't think Jabari was going to go three, and I think Houston did a great job drafting Jabari. Like, I'm sure a lot of fans in Houston are very excited for that. Actually, their whole first round getting Eason as well, and getting Ty Ty late, who slipped, projected at one point in time, projected lottery pick, and kind of slipped down to the Rockets later on, and the Rockets were in need of a ball handler. It's kind of like an untraditional ball handler, not a true point guard, but we'll see how the fit works. But Rockets made it, had a really good, back-to-back good drafts. They had a really good draft last year, and a really good draft this year, so... GM Stone is getting to work. Let's see if that can get them over twenty wins. Hey, though. hey, hey! Don't don't wish that bad luck on us. We don't want to get over twenty wins. Do not wish that bad luck on us. You want to? You want to say this? Do not you wish want, that like bad this? luck on us. We do not want to get over twenty wins. We tanking one more year, and once we get the big man next year, is good night, Irene, and everybody in the NBA better watch out because mm-hmm. the Houston Tech, Houston Rockets. I'm sorry are going for a championship after that. You have it all. You have, we don't have my enough, boy, Shangoon, who I, who I was big on. Hey, I was big on from day one. And you you guys all saw it. I told you. You saw it. Shangoon, Jabari Smith now. You still got Tate. Still got Green. Still got Porter Jr. You got Christopher. Eric Gorn's going to be traded soon. You just got Ty Ty. You got Eason. Like this is a we good way. How need much more Victor. Do you need? That's what we need. We need Victor. Oh my! No, what you shake your head? He's, he's like a potential superstar. Like 
No, bro. What? You you might not get him is what I'm like. There's some other that, like I was just uh, telling somebody this. These next couple of, like high school classes are guard heavy, bro. Like this is where I don't know. I don't know. Like I have it written out too. Y'all y'all are killing it. Y'all having a great draft. I don't know if Ty Ty can really make it as a true point guard, but that's okay because there are an abundance of point guards getting ready to come through. Like, you know, you know people are down there. I don't want to say names. I don't want to get you going right now. But you know there's some point guards coming through the high school ranks right now that are going to be there. And I'm just saying the guy who you're looking for, the guards are going to be too elite. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like the hype on Bronny James. I'm not saying y'all take Bronny, but the hype on Bronny James is going to surpass him that's the guy you're talking about right now. Surely because it's Braun's son. And Braun's not even top 10 in his class. Bruh. I understand that. But I'm ta- we talking about we talking about a seven foot monster. Seven two monster and Victor from France coming out next year. Who may be the best player in the last decade to come out of college. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm just saying though, if we if we can get him, like I know y'all, y'all, let me put it like this. Y'all named a lot of interesting pieces. Like Faith, you named a lot of interesting pieces we have. All everything, everything you said is cool. Only three of those players that I want to keep moving forward. One of them is your guy, Faith. You just said his name. What was his name? I said Ty Ty. That's Ty Ty. He already he, he already played for the Rockets. Who, who, who are you talking about? The big man. You just said his name. Oh, my boy Shangun. Shangun. I like Shangun. <laughs> I like the I like the potential of Shangun. He kind of he kind of give me Louis Louis Scolai vibes. He give me he give me good vibes. Shangun, Jalen Green, and uh, Jabari Smith. Those are the only three guys that are really like okay. We gotta hold on to those guys. Kevin Porter Jr. I'm not worrying about Kevin Porter Jr. All those wings we got, I'm not worrying about those. And they good pieces. Yeah, we like them. But I'm talking about future superstar potential players that can lead us to the promised land and get us back in the playoffs like we used to be. When y'all, when they show when they showed the highlights for the Houston Rockets, they said in the last decade the third highest highest. Cause everybody like to rag the Houston Rockets like we just always suck, like we always been bad, bro. In the last decade, we got the third highest winning percentage in the whole NBA. How does a team that always suck have the third highest winning percentage in the last in the last decade? How does a team that suck make the playoffs eight times in the last ten years? Like people like to rag the Houston Rockets like we just suck. Sometimes I feel like people just say, "Is it a championship or bust?" And I understand that for a, for a team that's competing for a championship, a player that's competing on the floor, yes, it's championship or bust. If you don't win a championship, anything under that is a lo- lo- losing season. But for the fans to act like certain teams suck. That that's had the third highest winning percentage in the last decade. That made a playoff eight times in the last ten years. That's blasphemy. We got teams out here that ain't doing half that, but y'all like to rag the Houston Rockets. So, like I said, <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up. You te- you sent me a text message today specifically about Green. What that message say? What I said? He said he ain't that guy. No, you were saying that he needs to worry about being more of a ball player than a celebrity, right? Oh yeah, yeah. He, he, but- he okay. he he leaning over to the celeb life too much, and I don't like that. He he trying right. to he trying to be too. He he he, 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 start, he starting to remind, remind me of uh, Iman Shumpert. 
<laughs> There's your question mark. So, okay. Look, you, you just went there. You got potential number one pick with Jabari Smith. He's not like that. He's not that flash. He's not that. He's going to go out there and play his game. So maybe you need a person I like that that's going to go out there and neutralize all the flashiness you got out there because you have Jalen Green. He's celebrity. Josh Christopher is not like as deep like Jalen Green, but he has that little swag to him as well, yeah. too. So you have Ty Ty now. Ty, once again, not as deep as Jalen, but he has that little swag to him, too. He has a little flashiness. He has that thing, you know? So you gain these these players that all kind of fit under the same umbrella. So eventually, some people are going to have to be weeded. You're going to have to weed, out the, uh, weed them that, out eventually. That's my right? point. That's my point. That's why I said the guys I just guarantee want to keep is Green, Jabari, and uh, Sangoon. Like, those are the guys I want to keep. But I, I like Josh Christopher. I do like him. That's Lawrence boy. He kind of shouted him out to me before. Um, I do like Josh Christopher. Yes, I forgot about Josh Christopher. I do like yeah, yeah, I do like Josh Christopher. I forgot about Josh. I do like him. I, I would like to keep him. I'm, I'm not, but I'm not too big on Kevin Porter Jr. at all. And all those other pieces we got, I'm not too big on them at all. But uh, but Tata, I wish him the best. I hope he play good. Um, but we're going to see. I'm not trying to make this about the Houston Rockets. They just, they just the biggest winner for me tonight. I feel like we made a lot of good moves. But I'm not trying to make it about the Houston Rockets, even though they are my squad. Uh, let's talk about your, let's talk about your rivals out east then, because Detroit had a good draft as well too. Yeah, that's what I was. That's actually what I was going to next. Detroit and uh, Lawrence was not a fan of what Detroit did, so um, I actually wanted to, I actually wanted to throw it to him and, and say and so he can speak on this because he wasn't a fan of uh, Jane Ivory, the, the the point guard that got drafted to Detroit, and I actually feel like it's a good fit out of Purdue. Um, but I want you to speak on it, uh, Lawrence. I want to speak for you. Like, why? What's what's your what's your beef with uh, Jaden? First off, first off, I don't have any beef with Jaden. He's a tremendous player. Um, in fact, I want to say early on in the season, he had well, even before the season, he had caught my eye because he was one of the standouts on the USA. Uh, like, uh, I forgot what it's called, but like one of the USA teams where he won gold. Like, he played with Jay and a bunch of these guys. So I had already seen like him coming, um, like him and Mike Miles were standouts uh, this past summer. So I've seen Jaden coming. I just don't like his fit in Detroit because, call me old school, but Cade is a ball-dominant player. To me, Cade is the franchise. You're building around Cade. Jaden did not prove at Purdue in any year that he is a high-level playmaker for others or a high, like, high volume, high percentage three-point shooter. He hasn't had that in his game yet. So you want to take him and put him in something that he hasn't done, it's kind of like 50-50, and I just feel like in the range that they drafted, you have to hit a home run or at least somebody who you you, you know, oh, this is a project player. That's why I would have liked them to take Shane and Sharp because it's like, okay, we don't know. There's not a lot of, like, film on him, so we can mold him into anything. You saw what Jaden was at Purdue and what he described himself to be, a Russell Westbrook, John Morant kind of hybrid. And, yes, he has a little bit of a better um, jump shot. But when you look at the offense that Detroit's going to run, it's K ball dominant, and they're going to put Jaden on the wing. Now, whether he becomes a slasher or if he becomes a spot-up shooter, that's up to him and the system they run. But – I feel like Jaden could have thrived in a bigger market. Like perhaps if he would, if he could have got to the Knicks, Jaden could have played his game. He, now there have been some 
I like that backcourt of RJ and Jaden more than Jaden and Cade. I, I feel you. I feel you. What, what's, what's your thoughts on Jaden, uh, Face? I know, I know you were just about to say. Hey, usually, long time I agree with everything. I think I disagree with this one. Like, I, I, I like the, I like it. I like the fit because, I, in my opinion, I feel like the idea behind getting the best player available, which is obviously shooting, a shooting guard at that point, next to Cade, who's a supersized point guard, is that Cade. If you guys remember, to start to start his rookie campaign, start off slow, really slow. They were everyone was making fun of Detroit. Oh, Cade's a bust, whatever. And that quickly turned as that went on, as season went on, because he showed he's actually a really good player. But there's going to be nights where Cade's going to be tired or Cade might be injured. You need someone else to put the ball in the hoop. And I think game Jaden was going to be is going to be that. Maybe they can replicate like a CJ and Dame type look. And maybe this time Deuce would Portland didn't do. You know, so I like it. I think it has potential. They're both young, and the thing is, they have time to grow. I mean, year two, Cade's going to be good. We don't know what we're going to see year two because, you know, oftentimes players do better in the NBA than they do in college. Or sometimes players are just superstars in college and just don't pan out to be in the NBA. It can go either way here. But Matt, Matt, I, I just – Oh, my fault. Okay. No, no, go ahead. I just, want, I just want to add, after Detroit made the trade for Durant, I love I, – I became a huge fan of them getting Jake Ivey. Then it's like, okay, bet because – now you have your big solidified. I was just like, there's a better fit. But once you get a big, like, yeah, bro, go get Jaden. Like now you need you need somebody to go get a bucket. But beforehand, when it was just Jaden, I was like, uh, you could have gone a different direction. But once they got uh, Jalen Duran, yeah, Jaden was like, yeah, that's the right fit right there. The thing is, Matt and I were talking about this too recently that I thought Detroit was going to go for Aiden. I'm not saying it's out of the question. It's still possible they can go for Aiden. Because they cleared all that cast space up. You know, Aiden's seeking a max contract. He fits in a good timeline. He's only 23 years old. You know, they're still it's super, super young. So I was telling Matt, I was like, hey, a Jaden, Cade, and Aiden trio could be nice. And they still, we, we can't forget. That's not all they have. Uh, they have Sadiq Bay. Sadiq Bay is a good player. Like, that dude had 50 ball earlier this season. Like, and we're like, that's not easy to come across. So, like they're they're building something out there, and then if Duran's the backup center to Aiton, that's a luxury. Like they're building something in Detroit, and I like what Detroit did. It, it all depends, like if they end up getting Aiton, which I think is very possible. It seems reports have come out, Suns are actively looking for sign and trade partners. Whether that he ends up with San Antonio, he ends up in Detroit, which I think will be the most ideal scenario. We'll see, but I think Detroit did good. I think Houston did good. Um, I'm pr- I like both with their drafts so far. Obviously, Oklahoma did good. They got three lottery picks. Actually, Oklahoma took one of the players based on potential. So all the listeners, you guys know that I live in Arizona. So I actually had the opportunity to see Jalen Williams, who Oklahoma took number 12, play while he was in high school. And I, I'm i not going to lie. I'm Looking back at that, I would have never thought I'd be seeing Jalen Williams being a lottery pick in the NBA draft. Like, he was really good, but... I never thought I'd see what he is today, and like seeing his growth over last season at Santa Clara, that he they have they have a good. And I truly believe that if they didn't pick Jalen Williams there, that Cleveland would have took him at fourteen for sure instead of uh, Abigaili. So I think that I, they're banking on potential. They got two potential because Dang is a potential player too, and the Jalen Williams is a potential player. So they're they're going for homers after they got their solidified player at number two. And 
they have all the picks in the world for the next 10 years to do that. So Oklahoma's made some good moves. And I, I like what they did. Let's, 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 let's break that down. Let's break that down. So the OKC Thunder, I'm convinced. Oh, before, before I move over to that, Cade Cunningham is an amazing player. He's very talented, and I do like him. He, I know he's from Lauren's favorite draft, but that's one guy that I say is he's a baller, and I feel like he's going to be an all-star this season coming up, especially Mobley will be the best player from that draft. I'll leave it at that. Though. Who? Mobley. Evan Mobley? Best player in that draft. It's debatable. I, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dismiss it, but it, it, it's possible. But Kate is Kate is nice, bro. But Evan Kate is, is nice too. Evan is nice too. Like Kate, Evan, and um Scotty, them them some them some they go they go. I, those, I, those are those are the tier ones of the draft. Those three right there. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Can't, you can't go wrong with either of those three. Then after that is like Jalen Green, Josh Giddy, and people like that. So th- yeah. those those they them some ballers. I, I give you that. And, I, and I'm glad that I'm glad that all three are in the Eastern Conference because the Eastern Conference needs more talent um, from the top to bottom. That's why that's why I, I'll be I'm, that's why I'm getting to my next point. Why I, I want Aiden to go out east to be a big man out east. He'll get more love out there. Like that's why I say it all the time. Like if De'Aaron Fox was in the Eastern Conference, he would have been a three time All Star already. But it's hard to beat out Steph Curry, um, uh, James Harden at his peak. Now Luca, like it's Devin Book, it's hard to beat out players like that at their peak. But if he was to go out east, De'Aaron Fox would have been also at least two times already in his career. But if he's in out west where it's guard heavy, and the guards that's out there are like all all, all NBA type guards, Chris Paul. So that's why I want De'Aaron um, Aiden to go out east, so he could so he could like become get more accolades as a player. But what, what I want to talk about OKC is, bro, do we not see the Ponzi scheme they running? Do we not see the Ponzi scheme that they are running? Sam Presti, nothing but love for him, number of respect for him, especially the things that he have done over his career. But let's break down what the OKC Thunder are doing, bro, because nobody seems to talk about it. Sam Hinkie in the Philadelphia 76ers, they did it, and it was uh, Stephen A. went on first take, blasting them. Um, other GMs was blasting them, and owners was blasting them what they was doing. But Sam Hink- I mean Sam Presti and the OKC Thunder are doing what? Philadelphia six Philadelphia seventy six did and trust the process and they're not getting no recognition for it, no, no criticism for it, no, no, not anything, anything. So they got Josh Giddy, they got SGA as the, the like their key pieces going forward. Right, right, right. They just drafted Chet tonight, right? And they got two other first round picks tonight. They got over 10 first-round picks going up, going over the next two years, bro. 10 first-round picks over the next two years. Over the next three years, I'm sorry. Over the next three years, they got 10 first-round picks. And they just had three tonight. And they got a young talent on their team right now. The young talent on their team right now, you're talking about, they got six picks in a they got six picks in the first round that's getting heavy rotation over the last three years. So they got six picks in the last in the last three years, that's getting rotation on their squad right now. They just drafted three guys tonight, and they got 10-plus picks over the next three years. Brother, he's running a Ponzi scheme. Sam Sam Presti, what the hell are you doing? 
people always want to talk about, yeah, he's a great GM. He's this, he's that, he's that. I give him credit for their early days in OKC. He did a phenomenal job. Got KD, got Russ. I mean, KD was a no-brainer, um, but he 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 got Russ. Nobody seen Russ coming. He saw Russ coming. Nobody seen James Harden coming. He saw James Harden coming. He got Serge Ibaka. But not even stopping there. Let's talk about some players that he drafted or traded for, like um, Reggie Jackson drafted. But players, other players, like Serge Ibaka drafted, traded for Kendrick Perkins, um, traded for uh, got Jeff Green, Camelo Anthony, Paul George, Victor Oladipo, all these players, so, uh, 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 Sabonis, all these players that he has over his tender as the GM, and what does he have to show for it? One NBA Finals. People like to bash team like my Houston Rockets. People like to bash my Houston Rockets. Like like I said earlier, over the last ten years, we have the third most winning um percentage in the NBA, eight times in the playoffs over the last ten years. But people like to bash us like we just some horrible franchise. What the hell are the OKC Thunder doing down there in Oklahoma, bro? He's uh, Sam Presley is running the Ponzi scheme. Sam Hinkie did trust the process, tank for three years, and and the media and people killed him for it. Killed him for it. What did he get out of that? He got Joel and B, Ben Simmons, and Markel folks, and some other pieces throughout throughout there. Of course, Michael Markel folks didn't pan out. Joel and B is one of the best big men in the NBA. They flipped um, Ben Simmons and turned him to James Harden, one of the best shooting guards of all time. So that's what he that's what his trusted process ended up. Sam Presley's in, in the in the middle of his trusted process. Nobody's talk, saying anything about it. He's in the middle of his trusted process. With over a hundred picks in the next three, three to four years, and and they still suck. And then they talking about losing again to get Victor, the guy that I said wanted to come to Houston. They tanking again to get him next year. He's supposed to be a superstar, and they tanking again to get him, brother. At one point, you got to cash in, Sam. At some point, you got to cash in, Sam. You you getting all these picks, you hoarding all these picks, and people kind of overvaluing all these picks. That you got, oh my god, they got so many picks. Man, it doesn't matter if they have all these picks and they're not doing anything with it. It doesn't matter if they have all these picks and they're not doing anything with it. So, Sam Presley, I am a fan. I want to be a GM one day. I plan to be a GM one day. I am going to be a GM one day. So, I hope to be your your colleague one day. But, brother, I, I love to sit under you and learn from you as, as a mentor one day and be your mentee. But I got to call it how I see it, man. Sam Hickey was getting killed for it. He got fired for what he did in Philadelphia. And he ended up getting them Joel and B, Ben Simmons, and the rest of everybody else they got. He, Sam Hickey, I mean, Sam Presley don't got a Joel and B on his team yet. A Ben Simmons on his team yet. And people just say, oh, he's such a great GM. He's such a master. He has 100 draft picks in the next two years. He's such a master GM. He's one of the best GMs in the NBA. Bro, call it how you see it. He's not that. He's a good GM. He's not Jerry West. He's not, he's not nothing, even though Jerry West's not a GM, but yeah, just call it how I see. He's not like that. He's good. He's good. He's above average. He's good. But come on, man. Come on, man. I, I'm I'm gonna use my platform to call 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 him out for this 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 Ponzi scheme he's running in OKC and nobody's talking about it. But yeah, man, somebody gotta say something about it. And I'm gonna be the one to step up and say something about it because Sam Sam Presti. Amazing GM, but brother, what the hell can you do with 100 draft picks in the next two years? You got six players on your team that's they were drafted in the first in the first round over the last three years that's getting rotation, and you just got three players last night. He's in the middle of a trusted process, and nobody cares. 
but Philly got killed for it. I'm just calling it like if Philly didn't get killed for it, I wouldn't say anything about it. But Philly, Stephen A used to go on first take and criticize the hell out of Philly to the point where Sam Hinkie got fired. Nobody in the NBA talking about Sam Presley getting fired. People may be like, well, Matt, Presley did have a better track record than Sam Hinkie before he did it. True, I give you that. But they, they right now they're doing the exact same thing. Right now, they're doing the exact same thing. And I bet if you would have gave Sam Hinkie Kevin freaking Durant, he would be able to put off some good some good draft picks and put a good team around him too. Not saying that he would have found Russell Westbrook or James Harden, but if you would have gave him Kevin freaking Durant, like I said, that Kevin Durant pick was a no-brainer. You had a second pick in the draft. Um, Greg Oden went first, so you got Kevin Durant second. So if you would have gave Sam Hinkie Kevin Durant, I'm pretty sure he would have been able to put a good team around him too. So don't act like Sam Sam Presley is just some great GM because he's doing he hasn't won a championship. I just listed all the talent he had over the years. I just listed all the draft picks he has over the years. What's going when is the when is it going to be the moment he cash in and wins the championship? That's all I'm saying. Is that too much to ask for? Is that too much to ask for? If I'm asking for a lot, let me know. If I'm holding him to a stand that's, that's too high for him, let me know. Because I feel like with all the talent he had over the years, all the draft picks that he has now and going forward, is at one point, at some point, eventually you got to cash in, Sam Presti. And I think you're amazing, Jim. But come on. Come on. Yeah, you just call him a Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Crazy. Now I'm off my, I'm off my soapbox. But, uh... <laughs> Wait, can you tell me how you feel about they did in the draft today? Like they made all potential, like two potential picks, like all no, based no, on they, The thing is, I feel like they're doing good, but like all seventeen draft picks in the next two years is ridiculous, bro. Like he just stockpiling picks for the hell of it, bro. Like, yeah, I think like, think about that. They can easily he can be like, all right, this this superstar. Look, after which is going to transition to one of our next topics we're talking about anyway. There's people available right now that are possibly available as superstar status. Face, you can't tell me. They can't trade those and possibly get someone in return. Face if 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 OKC went to Brooklyn right now and was like, "Hey, we'll give you. We got seventeen picks over the next two. I mean, they, it's not seventeen anymore. I know that, ladies and gentlemen. I'm saying, I'm just saying, this is what it was before the draft started. It was seventeen picks. We got we, 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 we got seventeen draft picks for the next two years. We'll give you eight draft picks for Kevin Durant. Do you think Kevin Durant want to go to OKC? No matter what he wants at that point. But I'm saying, though, if Brooklyn was to send Kevin Durant to OKC for all those draft picks, he's under contract for the next three to four years. So he has to go there and play. My thing is, nobody's going to want to go to Brooklyn no more because they're going to be like, you don't know how to treat your superstars. You traded Kevin freaking Durant to a freaking yeah. OKC Thunder. Yeah. And now and but, now we're going to look at you like, hell no, I'm not going to OKC. Because at the moment, I don't like what, I mean, the moment, I'm, gonna say, I'm not going to Brooklyn. Because at the moment, I don't like what's going on here. And I ask for a trade. You're going to send me to the freaking Orlando Magics. You're going to send me to the Detroit Pistons. Because you're going to say, I'm not going there. Because I can't trust y'all my career. I was referencing Ben Simmons, but I'm glad you brought the point up. But I was saying, you know, Ben Simmons is a young player still. And who knows what's going to happen going forward. So let's say, like, hey, Brooklyn's like, you know what? We're losing Kyrie. Or, or losing Durant, which is, hey, who knows? I don't think it's going to be happen, but if it does happen, it happens. Let's say, like, they're like, you know what? We're going we're gonna to start completely fresh. We're going to even get rid of Ben Simmons, right? Who hasn't even played one game for them? Mind all you listeners, hasn't played one game. Let's say they want to do that. OKC comes around and says, hey, you know what? We're going to take Ben Simmons off your hands. We'll give you this many draft picks. You can choose to do whatever you want with him, but we want Ben Simmons. He'll, he'll fit us what we're doing perfectly. I'm not saying he would, 
But I'm saying that's possible. There's young players. Like, look, what happens to De'Aaron Fox? It's like, hey, I'm tired of losing. He's a he's young age, right? What happened to Kevin Love? He's 27 years old. When he said, I'm, I'm tired of losing. No, no. So, no the, the thing about it is none of those players your name was a different makers. So it don't matter. They're going to be in the same position they was before they got that player. First round but the point is they, have, they have they have the capital to make the trade. The that's, capital that's don't problem. matter if it don't get you what you need. If it's not getting you a Kevin Durant, if it's not getting you a LeBron James, if it's not getting you a Kawhi Leonard, if it's not getting you a Giannis Antetokounmpo, James Harden in his prime, Stephon Curry, if it's not getting you a player like that, all that capital don't all matter. All you have to do is win on one pick. Let let let's say Chet becomes a superstar. Right? Okay, then you yeah. got me. Then you got me. If that happens, then you got me. But I'm saying he don't need 17 picks to get Chet. That, but that's all I'm saying though. Now he has it. Like the Chet's there. So let's say because let's say what, what happens if Giddy becomes a superstar? He showed a lot of time. I'm not saying he ever will be, but what happens if he does? What happens if uh Jalen Williams becomes a superstar? All potential, right? So at that point, when the, if these players become superstars, people want to play for Oklahoma, right? Now you have the capital to move things around. I guess you, you more you got more visionary mindset than me. I'm looking at the more <laughs> literal, and I think 17 picks over the next two years is ridiculous. But just I, I, mean, a lot. I agree, that's a lot. It is a it's lot. ridiculous, bro. But just let's move on to the next. Just move on to the next spot. Um, then we go move on. Then we go uh, start to close out. Um, before we get up, before we close out on the draft, just one more topic. All right, uh, Faith. I know it's way too early, and um, and you you have the right to change. Let me let's put it out to the audience because the audience may try to hold you to this pick, and you may come to a awareness that you want to change to somebody else, and that's okay. But right now, way too early, rookie of the year. Who who do you think that you who you'll go with? Just a favor. You can name more than one guy if you want to, or if you just stuck on one guy that y'all, he'll get it. You can do that too. But what's your thoughts? Your boy, Jabari Smith. I'm, I'm, I'm going Jabari Smith. Hey, and the thing is, I was so wrong last year when I thought Jalen Green would be rookie of the year. I said that. I, I went against my I went against my boy Evan. I, I was wrong for that. Hey, he didn't win it anyway. But I feel like Jabari projected to go. Um, number one, and it falling to three, I feel like that's going to motivate him. He's going to show show something. It's up to it's up to your coach to get it right, though. Let's let's see what happens. But I think that I'm going to go way too early prediction. I'm going to go with your boy Jabari. Okay, okay, I like that. Uh, Lawrence, what about you? Way too early. Like I said, you you have you have that you you have the reason to change it when we get closer to the season, but just way too early. Rookie of the year. You can go with more than one player, or you can just go with one guy like Faze did. Not rookie of the year? Like, too early? Yeah. Way too early rookie of the year, yeah. Um, Chet? <laughs> Chet, uh... Uh, actually, you know what? I'll be spontaneous. I'm gonna say Paulo. I'm gonna say Paulo by simple fact that the guards in Orlando aren't gonna be able to put, like, two sticks together to make fire at all, and so he's gonna have to create all the offense he's gonna have to create, all the playmaking he's gonna create. He's gonna do probably gonna do everything down there. And because their bigs are gonna be so injury prone throughout the season, he's gonna be pushed to play big where he's gonna have a mismatch because he's too quick for a center. Like he'd put he would put Joel in the blender. However, Joel's more like seasoned and experienced, so he'll see the move coming. But his footwork and his quickness is, is going to be up there with the elite from day one. I like that pick. I, I'm, I'm going with my man Jabari Smith, Houston, Houston, Houston uh, Rockets player. So of course I'm going with him. But I like I like that pick. So just to transition to some other news isn't going on in the NBA before we close out. Uh, Kyrie Irving name has been circulating a lot. 
um, in the media um, about being traded, about a lot of news about the, the um, Brooklyn Nets not wanting to max him out with a five-year, $250-plus million contract. So, um, Faith, I'm going to go to you first. Uh, where will Kyrie Irving play next year? Brooklyn. You think? Brooklyn. He's not leaving. I don't. You think, no, I don't. So you think he going to opt in or they going to give him a new contract? And make that work if if they blow that just like you said earlier who's ever want to play if they can't handle their superstars right now it's and hey i'm these these are two hard people to handle like Kyrie is very 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 difficult to handle and we know durant's difficult to handle if you can't handle these right now with the, the, the league is watching they want to see what you're gonna do so figure it out you, you have Kyrie irving one of the best point guards in the game you have kevin durant one of the best small forwards in the game top uh, top five player in the, in the whole entire game, right? You got Ben Simmons, who hasn't played yet. You got a lot of talent there. You got put put some pieces around them. See what you can do. You have a legit big three. Let's see what you can do. I, I Part of me hopes that Kyrie remains with them. I do think he's going to be there. But I want him to remain with the Brooklyn Nets, which is crazy because I can't stand the Brooklyn Nets whatsoever. But I feel like I've also made predict- predictions on this podcast with Matt before, saying I think LeBron James will be playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers again. And I feel like if Kyrie were to leave, he will more than likely be a Laker. And if he is a Laker, I feel like that's going to make what I said about LeBron James maybe not become a reality as soon as I think. So I think that there's a two options. Either Brooklyn, I think my prediction is Brooklyn. I think he's going to stay with Brooklyn. But if, if he doesn't be traded, I think he'll be playing with LeBron. Oh, going to L.A. with LeBron. LeBron was the only one to make it work with Kyrie. In the NBA. So that would be interesting to see. Uh, for me, um, I honestly think he's going to be back with the Brooklyn Nets too, man. I, I feel like they're going to make it work. Even if he got to opt in his contract and just stay. Um, or they give, him, they give him an extension. One or the other. But I think he's going to stay there. And um, I hate that for Kevin Durant because you just never know what, what he's going to end up either. So, uh, I, it's tough. It's tough. Kevin Durant, you seen what you seen what it is. How it is to be a superstar in, in the NBA with your own team and leading your own team and things like that. So it's, it's definitely gonna be tough to see what they do over there and um Brooklyn. But uh for me, I, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I think he's gonna end up staying either opting in his contract, 30 plus million, 36 million, um, or he's gonna just sign a, a small extension with them. Um, but just to move on to our last topic that we can close out, uh, because I know your team it has been in trade rumors, other teams have been in trade rumors. What's your biggest offseason move that you're looking forward to that, that that you want to happen or that you may that you see um coming on over the horizon? Like um anything that you think that may be coming soon or that you want to happen. I honestly I was telling you that I feel like the Cavs are gonna make a trade tonight and they didn't because I still don't I still think the trade is looming because we were that that the team was one win away from being in the postseason. And I just can't fathom adding four rookies to a team that was literally one win away. They need some vet help. So I do think a trade is looming for Cleveland. What it is, I do not know. Um, I think that if I had to give a quick offseason prediction, I think Ricky Rubio does come back and play for the Cleveland Cavaliers again. I think the Cavaliers also re-signed Colin Sexton. I do think that... Um, we'll see some other stuff. I think that some of those two picks that we drafted today, I think, we, or as you heard my live reaction telling Matt that Cleveland drafted Isaiah Mobley, so we're keeping 
keeping things in-house. Mobley Brothers come in. I think that he will be staying going forward. you got to keep your best players happy. So I think that he'll be staying with us. But I do think some of the other players that we did get, they're expendable. I think this means some of our end-of-the-bench guys, such as like um, Dylan Windler, probably not going to be on the team anymore. Who knows? We'll see. It hasn't worked out so far. Uh, Dean Wade got his option picked up, but that doesn't mean he'll be on the team going forward. Lamar Stevens is probably going to be on the team. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, there's a lot of a lot, a lot, a lot of promising stuff happening around the league. So, talk about trade rumors. I do think that Cleveland's going to make a couple of trades. I don't know what. Uh, I have seen DeJounte Murray's name get brought up in a few trades, and I did see Cleveland has engaged with talks with them, but nothing serious. Just like, let's see what he what they want in return. So, we'll see. I, July 1st is when things can really kick off. Like, today was like the warm-up, and we'll see July 1st what really happens. It's gonna be interesting come July first, man. A lot of a lot of a lot of moving pieces, man. It's gonna it's gonna come interesting because John Collins on the big man from Atlanta is on the trade block. Uh, DeAndre Aiden, we spoke about him already. Dejounte Murray is on the trade block. Uh, y'all got uh, Kevin Love going into his last year of his contract right now. So are y'all gonna extend Kevin Love? Are y'all gonna buy Kevin Love out? Are y'all gonna move Kevin Love like? He wrote like a, a a very long sympathetic post about how people counted him out, and he came back this season and became one of the best six um, best players off the bench in the NBA. So, year six man. You said what? Second on the season on fifty of the year votes. Exactly. So he's 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 coming into his last year of his uh his contract that he signed with y'all back when uh, LeBron was still for four years for one hundred and twenty million dollars. So he's coming into that last year of twenty eight million dollars left. Um, so what you what y'all gonna do with him? So it's a, it's a lot of moving pieces. One good thing I can say about Cleveland, y'all have a lot of young talent, and y'all ta- young talent is talented as hell. Um, and y'all y'all don't have to pay him yet. Like Darius is keywords yet. Darius about to get a max. Darius is about to get a max, but he ain't got one yet. So like if y'all wanted to go out there and get some big name, y'all could do it theoretically. Um, long term, y'all gonna be paying the luxury tax, but um, Dan Gilbert not not one to not pay luxury tax. He did it when LeBron was there. If he, if if he's yeah. say it again, top five richest owners in the league. Yeah, if if he is he, if he know he has a chance to win a championship, Dan Gilbert don't mind paying the luxury tax. Um, he proven that already. Uh, but uh, especially if LeBron decides to come back, so we we definitely gonna see what happens. Uh, for me, any big moves that I want to see, uh, I spoke about in my last episode. I think John Collins is going to be moved only because he's just not a good fit, in my opinion, with Trey Young. Um, I feel like they kind of clogging up the line, the lane, and they probably need to get him out of there. Um, and Dejounte Murray, that is, it'd be nice to see what he can do uh, outside of San Antonio. He had an amazing season last season; was an All Star. So it'll be nice to see what he can do. Um, but yeah, that, those are those are some some moves. That I, I'll be looking forward to see, but uh, it, it's gonna be interesting. But in the future, man, y'all just look. Thank y'all for locking in with us, man. And on the future, be on a be on the lookout for me and Faith doing our NBA preview that we did last year, breaking down every single game, every single team in the NBA one by one, ranking them in our power ranking coming up in our open stride NBA preview uh, season. Uh, two two years in a row, so it's gonna be even better this upcoming season. So oh, better. Anything you guys? Anything you got to say about that phase when we close out? 
No, nah, just be looking for it. Oh, that, those were released closer when the season was going to start. Uh, actually, I do want to leave off something because uh, I think this is kind of cool. Sharif O'Neal is signing a summer league deal with the Los Angeles Lakers to start his Only because he's dead. Only because he's dead. <laughs> Hey, what if he proves himself? What if he does good? Hey, I ain't mad. Hey, use your privilege. You, if I had a privilege, I'll use it. So I ain't mad at him. You better use your Kinda privilege. Cool, right? His first journey is going to be at the Los Angeles Lakers where his dad won a championship. Man, use your privilege. Forget forget what people are talking about. You better use it. Your dad fought what for you that. Wait, oh, so what you, what you, think, you think he'll pan out? You think they'll keep him? Oh, he's nah. some young player. Nah, uh, he, he, I mean, they might keep him on the summer league team, but he's not going to get called up this year. But yeah, he, he might he might get caught up. But it's just hard to say. But I, I don't think he's good enough to get caught up. Uh, probably in a couple years or so. Um, but we'll see. But man, man, thank y'all for joining us, Space Lawrence. Thank y'all for joining me today, man. Way too early uh, NBA draft reactions, man. Like I said, the draft is now completely over. Like they said, some players are already getting signed over on undrafted free agent deal. So it is now over. So let us know what are some steals that you like. Let us know what are some players that you like. Let us know what team you that they made a bad decision. You was like, what the hell are y'all doing? So let us know, man. Um, an easy pick every year or what the hell is y'all doing is the Sacramento Kings. Um, but let us know. We appreciate y'all locking in with us. Thank y'all for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode. Peace. Thank y'all.